0: Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 23, Death and Burial. Of Sarah. Now Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. And Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Then Abraham rose from before his dead and spoke to the sons of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a sojourner among you. Give me a burial site among you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The sons of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my Lord. You are a mighty prince among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of our graves. None of us will refuse you his grave for burying your dead. So Abraham rose and bowed to the people of the land, the sons of Heth. And he spoke with them, saying, If it is your wish for me to bury my dead out of my sight, hear me and approach Ephron, the son of Zohar, for me, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he owns, which is at the end of his field for the full price, let him give it to me in your presence for a burial site. Now Ephraim was sitting among the sons of Heth and Ephraim the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the sons of Heth, even of all who went in at the gate of his city saying, no, my Lord, hear me, I give you the field and I give you the cave that is in it. In the presence of the sons of my people, I give it to you, bury your dead. And Abraham bowed before the people and the land. He spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, saying, If you will only please listen to me, I will give the price of the field, accept it from me, that I may bury my dead there. Then Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My Lord, listen to me, a piece of land worth 400 shekels of silver, what is that between me and you? So bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron, and Abraham weighed out. For Ephron, the silver which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Heth, 400 shekels of silver, commercial standard. So Ephron's field, which was in Machpelah, which faced Mamre, the field and cave which is in it, and all the trees which were in the field that were within all of the confines of its border were deeded over to Abraham for possession in the presence of the sons of Heth, before all who went in at the gate of his city after this. Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field at Machpelah, facing Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. So the field and the cave that is in it were, de- were deeded over to Abraham for a burial site by the sons of Heth. You know, sometimes it's just about doing what's right. It's doing the right thing, and uh, we know that if we offer a service or a business or uh, ministry or anything that we offer for someone, sometimes people think, well, if we come really close, and if, especially if we meet at church, if I have someone that I meet at church who, who's a plumber, and if I'm in need of some plumbing, when I go to that guy who's in need, or that guy who can offer me a service to help me with my need, because it's church, he should give me a break on the price. I don't even understand where that comes from. I mean, I understand, yes, in um, in in biblical times, uh, what what community did is they shared goods and services within the the confines of the village so those who lived and belonged to that village would lean and barter with each other just on their own skills and goods but when someone from the outside comes through that's where business took place that's where the market really took place because if i if i'm a uh, a baker and if i bake goods and so therefore the village Um, has me do all the baking for all the bread and everything for the village, that's fine. That's what I do. But when someone comes through, my bread is not for free. My bread is not for barter. My bread is for a price. My bread is so that we can have increase. My bread is to be something that you come through, you charge money for, but you're supposed to ask a fair price. But if now in today's time, Some were to have that same mindset. We don't don't handle it the same they did then. It's totally different today. In that situation with the plumber, if I had the plumber come in and say, uh, hey, I've done the service for you, and I turn around and say, well, great. Well, I'll see you at church on Sunday. Thank you so much for doing that for me. I'm being so extremely selfish. He has been called or is currently working within a vocation to provide for his family. And if I'm sitting here taking advantage of that and using God's name in the house of the Lord and all these kinds of things to do it, then shame on me. Shame on me. And especially if it's somebody who's a stranger. You know, we uh, are not even a stranger. Maybe it's just an acquaintance and we try to pull that stuff. Shame on us. It's horrible. You know, I try to teach my children that when you've been given a gift, that gift that you received has a monetary value to it. So whenever you look at that monetary value of the gift and say that it's it's something pretty simple. Let's just say that it's some kind of a board game and it costs almost 20 bucks. Great. And if you're taking that $20 board game and you, you show them, okay, so this game probably costs about twenty bucks. How many, how, how much um, do you think that the your friend, who gave you this game as a gift, how how much do they make an hour at work? Oh, maybe maybe they make ten dollars an hour. Okay, that's good. So ten dollars an hour plus you know there's taxes and stuff and things like that in there. So let's just say that it it took earning. an hour to cover the taxes and all the other things that come out so that they could get that $20 to buy you your gift. You just received a gift that someone sacrificed three hours of their life or worked for three hours of their life to give to you. It's not like they just went to the store and bought it. They worked. They whatever it is that they were doing for work. They worked hard. And they used the money that they earned in as compensation for the work and the time that they served. And they use it on you. Well, now, again, take that back to this. If someone charges for their services, and now I'm trying to think that because of our relationship, I should take advantage of it. Shame on me. In this case here, he needed land. He realized he's a stranger in the land. And he said, guys, I'm willing to pay. Whatever you ask, I'm willing to pay. The willingness to pay. And the guy said, no. You're not going to pay. We'll give it to you. Now what is he also doing? Quite the opposite. Now it's the person who's got the service saying that not that he wanted to give it up. I mean, sure, it's giving it up as a gift, but it's, it's really robbing him that sacrifice and what he's making to put it in. When someone gives you a gift, you ask them for the receipt so you can hand them the cash for it? No, of course we don't. Think beyond just the money exchanging hands. Think beyond the relationship and where you are. Think beyond just yourself and realize that there's times that you need to say, you know, I understand it's your desire that you wanna, you feel like you wanna make this right. You don't want me to hand, give you a favor and say, don't worry about it. You really would feel better about truly paying for your own dinner, paying for whatever, giving me or charging me for a service. Even if I wanted to give it to you as a gift. You're not taking advantage. You're just, your desire is no. I know. I understand the sacrifice and why you're doing this work in my house. And I want to pay you. Please don't do it for free. All of those things are related. And it's showing different selfishness or different pride or different. But whatever it is, it's coming that's that's interacting, you need to really prayerfully seek the Lord's guidance and when it's okay to say, no, don't worry about it. I did this one just because I wanted to. Uh, God told me to do this for you. But that's fine. That's good. But maybe what's happening is they're saying, no, I really want to pay for this. I want to because of whatever wrong that I, I performed or did before in my life, I want to make it right. And I know that I need to pay the consequences for what I've done. Part of that here is making it right by paying you for this service. Whichever side on all these different situations you're sitting, don't make yourself the most important person. Just ask God. He has the answer. He knows when it's right to refuse. He knows when it's right to do a favor. He knows when it's right to sacrifice. And he knows when it's right to charge full price. And to pay full price. So Father, thank you that you listen and you speak. When we come to you with a problem and a question and we want to know, you are there and faithful in telling us. Father, I just pray that we would have the courage to ask, but then we would have the strength to just shut up and listen. Our relationships are so much more precious than gold and silver. And I pray that we can put other people before ourselves. We can, as Jesus said, consider others. Love others. Instead of, in the place of, but as you love yourself. But above yourself. And even as Paul reiterated, you need to consider other people higher than you, better than you, more than you. Father, your family business of sharing love and bringing people to know you, it's such a blessing just to be able to be a part. And we're thankful for that. In Jesus' name, amen.